Hey everyone, welcome to the Small Screen Couch Commentary Podcast, where we watch your favorite TV shows, give you our thoughts, and ask for yours. I'm Alex. And I'm Billy. We're excited to watch and rewatch the best TV shows from start to finish and hope you're ready to take the ride along with us. We'll talk about the best characters and their stories, reveal some hidden gems, and look for you to do the same. From sci-fi to comedy, drama to anime, we've got it all covered. So grab your favorite snack and we'll see you on the couch. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode seven. Almost there. Of The Boys, season one. Yeah, buddy. Uh, Small screen couch commentary coming to you live for the first time. Uh, We're experimenting with some new things. Um, You won't be able to actually see this live, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, I let let it go. You know, I figured you'd get it on your own. You know, I did. I did. but eventually, we are hoping to come to you guys live as we record each time. We're testing out this live right now. So while we are live, and this is somewhere out there on the interwebs, you can't see it right now. But eventually, you will. Um, I want to get straight into things because it's, this episode was jam-packed. It's a, it's a wild ride. A lot of stuff happening. A lot of things Intensity. going on. Intensity. Intensity. Yes, very much so. Um, so... First thing I want to go over is, uh, which you know what, we missed it, I think the last episode, maybe two even, um, the director, or well, the the title of this episode is The Self-Preservation Society, Mm. uh, directed by Dan Atias, Atias? Shout out to Dan. Uh, This guy's been in TV for a very long time, since the mid-80s. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's done everything from... Miami Vice to Entourage to It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia mm-hmm. to Homeland to Snowfall, uh, a veteran in the game. If you yeah, I can't say that I know him or know of him that well, but I don't really know that many people anyway. No, again, we're just guys on a couch. We are just guys on a couch. Um, so he was the director, first time ever, I think, in the show, two writers on this episode. Oh. So we have Craig Rosenberg, uh, whose big claim to fame was Preacher, but then also Gen V. That's uh, right. Later on. And then Ellie Monahan, who pretty much has not done that many things outside of the boys um, as a main writer. Okay. She was an, a writer's assistant on um, Mr. Robot. Oh, okay. Great show. I never actually finished, but I, I want to. Never watched. Sure. Um, so, yeah. Spoiler alert, again, if you haven't seen this, definitely go watch it. I'm not even going to say if you don't care. You need to watch this episode. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty it's, good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, first things first, as always, what were you snacking on? Some tortilla chips with some cheese. Yo, is the Matrix Matrix first, thing right now? First time ever? I yeah. had tortilla chips as well. Uh, okay. I had spinach artichoke dip, though. Uh, no, I don't do that kind of stuff. What? No, cheese. Okay. Well, cheese. I also found a trick the other day. Yeah? Where you take a spoon, you get the nacho cheese, and then you just scrape the cheese off the spoon with the chip. So you don't be, you don't be dipping into that small bowl with your big old hands with the, the cheese. What? Why would you do that? Because I don't want cheese on my knuckles. Who Are you putting your whole hand into the bowl? Once it gets low, what are you gonna do? Wait, how do you get the cheese out when it's low? Are you talking about like from a from the from the container that from the container, in? yeah. Dude, you just scoop some out into a bowl. No, no, no. this yeah, this way, know. this no, this way is fancy and no. it's nice. Dude. It is fancy, but it's stupid. That's no. like I, eating pizza. I don't have to waste. I don't have to waste a bowl. I don't have to waste a bowl. Okay, moving I'm right scoop, along. Scoop, slice, bam. Moving right along. And there's no double dipping, technically, you know? What'd you give the, the rating on this episode? This was an 8 point... What did I... I'm not on my Word document open. Hold on. 8.7. That's what I gave it. Another first. 8.7. Did you really? As well. It's right here. It's right here. Oh, snap. Yeah, let's go. I want to say I gave another one 8.7 this season. I can't remember. One, like, second episode, maybe? So, I think this is my highest rated episode so far. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm surprised we both gave it the same rating and ate the same food and very similar, very (laughs) similar. Um, but yeah, so only one new character here, which to be honest, I don't think we're going to get that many new characters towards the end of a season. Right. Um, you know, once the new season starts, we'll probably get some new characters, but last few episodes, we're not going to get that many. Um, new character here, Dr. Vogelbaum. Mm, Important Um, character. Very important character here. Um, and I'm, I'm curious to see your thoughts on a couple of things. 
But once again, I know we <laughs> we haven't really given you guys much time to get used to things, but we're searching out the format one more time here. Just find out what works for us and for you and yeah. for the world. Yeah. You know? Um, I think what we're going to do is just go through the entire episode. Just give you a quick summarization of the entire thing. Let's slice it down. Um, let you know what happened, and then you know just talk about it. Give our thoughts. Um, so, uh, starts off with a flashback to a Vought Christmas party eight years ago. The usual suspects are there: the Deep, Maeve, Madeline, uh, Homelander. But we also now find out this is where Becca Butcher she used works. To work. Yeah, she was a social media manager. She, I guess, she did some work for Homelander. He really liked it, wants her to take over. Billy is also there with her. Clean shaven. Clean shaven Billy again. Uh, he meets Homelander. That's a weird interaction. It Homelander is. is like flirting with his wife in front right, of him. Right in front of him. Yeah. And Billy doesn't seem to hate soups at this point yet, but he's not really fond of them either. Yeah. Um, he's supposed to go home and have sex with his wife. That's all he really wants to do. I mean, that that is essentially what he did want to do for that's, sure. That's the dream. Um, But then we kind of flash forward. Homelander then is looking at screenshots or stills of the boys he's got mm he's got kimiko huey um and and billy and they do a little flashback to when he remembers him now from the race with a train just staring at yeah him, and then puts the connection to the christmas party like oh damn a while back he's mad at me oh yeah so he's essentially now thinking okay we we've got to get on the offensive he gets the seven, what's left of them, yeah, together. Not much left. He even mentions, well, now we're just the five. And he starts accusing them of being lazy and saying, you know, we're all slipping. These people are attacking us. And then he gets into the beef now, uh, the meat of the matter, I should say, and pretty much accuses Starlight of working with the boys. Right. Now, at this point, Huey was, was not known to, to Starlight as being a bad guy. Some of the other people did, or Homelander obviously did. Yeah. Um, but she sees him on the screen and is shocked. She's saying, I didn't know about this. Starting to cry. Right. She's getting real emotional. Um, coincidentally, Maeve comes to her rescue and says, like, she didn't she didn't know. You gotta chill. You know, stop, stop this. They even have like a little bit of a, a square off at one point. Like, I thought they were gonna go to blows, like Homelander and and Maeve Starlight. Or... No, I'm uh, Starlight. Oh, he was like his eyes start to go. He's like, you keep your hands where I can see them or something like yeah, that. Yeah. She, and here's the thing. She's super powerful. And so is everybody else. But Homelander, when those eyes go red, yeah, you, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Um, but then, um, Homelander's basically just like, you know what? Fine. She's your problem to deal with then. Um, at the same time, the boys are now scrambling. They've realized they've gotten caught because, um, Huey gets a phone call. Uh, from his dad, who he thinks is just checking in on him. We find out he's not. A-Train is holding him hostage. A-Train is pissed. Yeah. M.M. Uh, realizes his bank accounts are frozen. Billy checks the security camera at his house or his apartment, whatever. They're all they're all you know on the run now. Yeah. Um, so Huey and Kimiko, they go and save Huey's dad. They come back. They get everybody to the warehouse. M.M. goes to his family to get them safe. We finally see his, is it his girlfriend or is it his wife? It's his wife, right? Yeah. I don't know if M-M- he M-M- yeah. cleared it up. It's his wife. Um, but we meet Monica. No, sorry, Monique. Monique. Apology. Monique. Um, and we find out he's actually got a daughter. Yep. Which was never you know, known to us. Right, which is probably smart on M.M.'s part to not tell yeah. people about the daughter. Right, right, right. We also find out Monique calls him Marvin. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that's just a nickname. We'll see. <laughs> or is Mother's Milk nickname? <laughs> Who knows? That's what my mama, Who knows? That's what my mama named me. Um, so they're kind of on the run now. They're trying to make sure that everybody's safe. Um, A-Train, oh, I forgot to say, when A-Train uh, is, has, has um, Huey's dad hostage and Kimiko saves them, she breaks A-Train's leg. So, <laughs> Bone out the skin. Yeah, pretty, pretty nasty. Um, Boneless chicken wing. <laughs> was that really necessary? No, but I just felt felt right with it. I bone out, so I went with it. Oh gosh. Um, so uh, throughout this whole episode, you know, tensions are high between both the seven 
and the boys. Yeah, buddy. Um, Homelander is trying to get information here because he's starting to put things together. He's starting to connect the dots. He goes to Madeline, asks her, hey, do you remember this old marketing employee we used to have? And at first she tried to play it off. I think Who? Madeline knows. Ashley? Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. We fired her. Yeah, and he's like, no, I'm talking about six, seven, eight years ago. Uh, Becca and Madeline's like, oh, yeah, Becca Butcher. I don't know what happened to her. I thought she quit. He tells her, oh, turns out she was missing. He kind of realizes now she's not being truthful with him on everything. At all. So he's a little suspicious of Madeline, I think, for the first time. He's, um, yeah, he's starting to, like, like you said, realize, you don't control me. Yeah. So this is when he then goes to see Dr. Vogelbaum. And I don't want to rush through this part just yet because we're going to go through the whole thing and just conversationally um, conversationally. That's right. Uh, we're going to converse gotcha. about stuff. But Dr. Vogelbaum was, I guess, one of the head scientists at Vaughn. Yeah, Dr. Frankenstein. You yeah, know? He's he's retired now. He's got some mansion somewhere. Big um, ass mansion. <laughs> Homelander drops in on him and he's sitting there with his dogs outside. I guess his retirement plan is, is breeding dogs. Uh, kind of weird, but I but guess you know what? Scientists. He also was breeding humans or soups. So true, yeah. true. Not that not that far of a stretch for him. Yeah, that's his world. Um, but essentially, he wants to get more of the truth of what happened. Um, and Doctor Vogelbaum essentially tells him, "Hey, if you want the truth, just ask me." Yeah, I- I'll I'll tell you. I'll be truthful. Mm-hmm. And he tells uh, Homelander that. Uh, Becca did not necessarily just disappear. She didn't just go missing. Um, so if we recall from before, the the big problem that Billy has with soups, but specifically Homelander, is that Homelander raped his wife. Um, turns out, after that whole situation, Becca was pregnant. Mm. Um, not just pregnant with a baby. Soup baby. Mm. Which is crazy because it would be like that would be the first time. of yep because all the other babies are are brought into the world through compound V yep um so she goes to see Doctor Vogelbaum and Madeline Madeline's in on this she knows and they find out okay you got a suit baby because she lifts up her shirt it's glowing and got glowing like Homelander eyes in her stomach um tells Homelander hey she was pregnant with your baby. Um, we told her we'd bring her to a secure facility and help her with the delivery. But unfortunately, things did not go so well. And the baby essentially clawed its way out of her. Yeah. Blood everywhere in this scene. It was disgusting. It was really gross. Yeah. Like spilling out onto the floor everywhere. Um, and Vogelbaum tells her that um, she died. Tells Homelander that she died. Oh, yeah, sorry. Tells Homelander that that Becca died, and um, Homelander asks, you know, what about the baby? And he says the baby lasted about ten minutes or something like that. ten seconds or ten minutes. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, yeah, it, was, it was seconds. It was seconds. I'm sure. Um, yeah, and and then immediately died as well. Um, so yeah, and that kind of hits Homelander a little bit. Yeah, he even asked, was it a boy? Yeah. Which is just something I, I feel like he's got a note for Homelander's like style. For some reason, you know, he would ask, "Was it a boy?" For sure, for sure. Vogelbaum tells him, "You know, does it really matter?" Yeah. What well, baby's dead? Unfortunately. Um. <clears throat> so yeah. Um. At this point, then, the boys they're all worried. Billy, if we recall from before, um, he is in this for his own gains to get back at Homelander, and. Him and M.M. start having a conversation. M.M.'s like, look, dude, I got a family to protect. Um, you know, we, we, we have to do something here. We can't just be hiding. Um, and so he goes to Billy and he says, what happened with, with Susan Rayner? Yeah. At CIA. He's like, you, she didn't give you Homelander. Yeah. He knew, he you knew. know? He knew. Yeah. And so he says, you know, I, I'm betting you went to her. She was going to go for things, but then you wanted Homelander. She wouldn't give it to you, so... You know, freaking M.M. You, you, you turned it down. That dude's smart. He is smart. Smart as He hell. is smart. Uh, and Billy pretty much confirms that that's what happened. M.M. convinces him and, or tries to convince him and says, hey, you, you've got to do something. you got to call her in here because we're, you know, out on our own. 
and we've got soups after us now. Yep. Not only soups, the most dangerous soup of the, them all. The the soup. Right. Right. Um. So, uh, Billy eventually makes a call, gets the family to safety. Um, they don't take the boys. They just take, you know, Huey's dad, um, M.M.'s family. Um, you know who's strangely missing from this? Who? Cherie. Oh, yeah, but she's... seen Cherie in a minute. Yeah, she's always on the run. That girl, she's she's sneaky-deaky, that girl. Um, but, yeah, so they go out, and now Susan is there saying, okay, I'm protecting your family. You give me what I want. He gives her the sample of Compound V. Yep. This then allows the CIA to investigate Vaught. They actually end up bringing in Madeline to the CIA office. She doesn't seem that she's under arrest necessarily at this point, but Almost she's like not a deal. free to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she goes, and uh, Susan tells Madeline, essentially, you guys are fucked. <laughs> yeah, that, she, she was so badass in that yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah. I like I like her. She This this was a, a really cool moment for her. She basically tells him they're fucked, says, I've got all of the information I need to essentially bankrupt your company, make you guys into nothing. Um, but, yeah, she does if, sort of just strike a deal with her, and she says, look, you uh, will we'll allow things to continue here, but, one, no more soups in the military. Madeline's trying to say, oh, well, they're already voting on it. You know, it's about to be passed anyway. And she's like, do you think they're going to want to hear anything about soups in the military once I tell them that babies were getting experimented on and all this other stuff, all the other crazy things you guys are doing? Tries to shut Madeline down. Madeline is kind of nervous she's, at this point. Yeah. You know, she's shaking in her boots a bit. She really is. Um, and, you know, Susan's just telling her, you're done. We we will kind of oversee things a little bit here, and, and we'll figure things out as to what's going to happen with Vaught next. But everything that you thought you were going to happen ain't happening. Not happening. Um, and then oddly out of nowhere, Susan gets a call from somebody else at the CIA, and we find out then that there's some sort of black ops mission that was supposed to be going down in um, Syria. Right, and it was the person who planned the somewhere pl- in the Middle East. Person who planned the plane heist is who they were going right, after. Right. Yes, terrorists that that planned the plane heist. Exactly, I forgot. Good call <laughs> there. Um, so they have, I don't know if it's like Navy SEALs or SEAL Team whatever. Six up in that bitch. Yeah, they're over there and they are trying to neutralize the threat. They're in some sort of like warehouse type building. They start taking out terrorists left and right. Um, they even get to the target who was the person that I guess planned everything, murk him. He's done. Donezo. And Susan's like, okay, well, what are you showing me here? This looks like mission accomplished. We got him. Cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 Gentlemen, we got him. <laughs> um, but they're like, hold on. Yeah, she's like, oh, but wait. There's, there's more. <laughs> and then another guy comes out of nowhere, shirtless. And mind you, when they're looking at this video feed, it's like night vision. It's green. Creepy. Yeah, you can't really like make everything out. But this other terrorist person comes out of nowhere, no shirt on. He's got huge tattoo across his chest. The you know military guys there, they're telling him freeze, put your hands up, you know, blah blah, trying to get him to comply. And Susan asks, like, what does that say on his chest? And um, gosh, now I can't remember his name. It, I forget it right now. Yeah. Nabik? No, don't remember. I'm gonna come back. Good enough. Look, look, look that up. Um, but he has something inscribed, tattooed on his chest, um, that essentially means the captain. Yeah. And as the uh, military guys are trying to get him to comply, um, he kind of just starts glowing a little bit, and then out of nowhere, he just completely explodes. Now, I think at this point, Susan still is. Wondering, like, what what happened here? What's going on? Right. And then they cut to an outside feed. The whole building is on fire. And out comes this guy. And she's like, oh, my gosh, is that a soup? Like, do, do terrorists have soups now? Which we all knew was something that was happening, that Vought was planning. Um, but it's the first that anyone outside of the boys and or Vaught realize what's going on 
And Madeline is kind of shocked here then because um, she's now realizing, wow, well, if terrorists have soups, that's that's a problem. Nakib. Nakib. <laughs> I had it backwards. I said Nabik. Yeah. Nakib. Good job. Dyslexia is maybe something that I just haven't ever been diagnosed with. I don't know. Or maybe you're just getting it now. That's your superpower now. <laughs> I guess. Uh, so, yeah, you know, that's that's just a, a very shocking revelation to her. We all kind of maybe didn't see it coming, but knew it was something that could be a possibility. Yeah. Um, show closes out here. Now, mind you, the entire episode after Starlight found out that Huey is a bad guy, you know, yeah. quote unquote, um, she does not want to talk to him. Ignoring his calls, yeah. Right. Finally, she hits him up, says, hey... I need you to explain, you know, what what's going on and why I should believe you. Um, goes to meet him at the park bench where they first met. How cute, you know? Yeah. They're having a little talk, having a little chit-chat. Huey's trying to convince her that, you know, he's not actually a bad guy. Um, but uh, basically it's just like not believing him. He admits that they killed Translucent. Mm-hmm. Been working this whole time against the seven. She's not having it. She's like wanting to basically like arrest, arrest him. him and turn him into the police. And I think she even says like, you know, you'd you'd, you'd be better off there. Yeah, because he's like, they're gonna kill me within a minute, right? And he, she's like, you're better off with the police. I'm like, no, he's fucked if you take him anywhere. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, but then Huey, you know, puts on the charm, starts to calm her down and talk to her, and um. He and out of nowhere, spills the beans. No, he also doesn't. He spill the beans about uh. Oh yes, or is that he tell? No, yeah, he tells her, he tells her that basically, um, soups are not born that way. And she's like, they're, they're they were experiments essentially, and she is not really believing it. She's kind of in shock. She's like, no, we were chosen by God, and blah blah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, she's upset about this then and Huey starts to kind of help her realize like oh you know everything you think is good is really not like I'm not great either yeah but, but these people are way you're working worse. for like the the worst of the worst right. of the worst sir yeah yeah and then out of nowhere uh you see a little red dot <laughs> on uh on starlight I hate this part dude I we'll have to come back to this and discuss it a little bit more. Yeah. Uh but yeah, she ends up getting shot and Huey turns around, sees Billy with that fifty cat <laughs> bro, big ass gun. Puts her down and he's like, Huey, you gotta get out of here. He's like, No, what are you doing? Um, and she's fine. She's just like Well she's she's got a bruise. I wouldn't say she's fine. Yeah, she's she got a dead. bruise, yeah. Um, you know, it's a fifty cow. It is gonna put some work in. Yeah. Um well, most people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just about everybody that's a human. Yeah. Um, Huey starts like trying to figure out what's going on, and and Billy tells him he's like, "Look, you got to run, you got to go, you got to get out of uh, out of the situation." Um, because at this point, now that Susan Rayner, uh, you know, has what she needs against Vaught, she's pretty much given Billy and the boys free reign to do whatever they need to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Starlight kind of starts to get up. Billy puts her another round in her, and then him and Huey run off. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. Weird. Pretty crazy. Yeah, wild ride for sure. So I want to get into a few things here. Talk to me, big dog. So first off, the um, the beginning of the episode, you know, when they're at this Christmas party, uh, it, it almost seems at that point, and it's eight years ago, you know, however long ago, it seems like things maybe just maybe aren't as bad as we think they are. Everybody there's happy, people are chill like the 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 deep. He's even like closer with Madeline during the party. Yeah. What what are your thoughts? Do you think that they were still like were they evil at that point? Yeah, 100%. You think so? 100%. Okay. Yeah. They were still the same vault. It might be not to the extreme you have now where like but that's because it was very well hidden back then maybe. Right. You know, now it's like starting to get out there. We see the boys doing their things. So maybe it's just more like now in in current day, it seems really bad. Back then, it looked pretty and nice, but it really right. no. I don't think they were ever chill. Yeah. All right. 
They're all about the money, baby. They are. Plus, fortunately, they were still putting compound V in babies back then. That's true. That's true. Yeah, but I do like the scene a lot. I, I, you get to know Becca and Billy a little better. Like they're just madly in love, even after being oh. married. You know, they're just a happy couple. And she's a hard worker, so Homelander is like flirting with her, but also like, I love what you did. I want you to do myself all the time. So she basically right there gets a promotion at the party. Right. And that's really dope to see, but it's like, you know, she's hardworking. She's excited for it. Billy's kind of like, he is a little weirded out by it. Yeah. Which I wouldn't blame him, but what can you do? It's freaking Homelander. Right. And it's your well, girl's job. Exactly. It's like, do you really want to, you know, mess things up for your for your wife? Yeah. Um. So I want to get into this whole situation with Becca and Billy because this is really the whole driving force behind everything that's happened. Yeah. So if we go a little bit further into the show we didn't go through it in the in the in the recap here because it's just a small uh time wise anyway small portion of the show but um one of the reasons why the boys got caught was because mesmer if you recall from the previous episodes had given homelander the info the lowdown on the boys yeah a piece of Um, dirt and uh billy realizes when they all have their homes raided and they're on the run here that it's Mesmer's fault. So he's upset with the boys, but he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna go deal with this. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Goes and tracks down Mesmer, who's like at a train station or something somewhere. Yeah, he's getting ready to get away. Yeah, I think he's either at a train station or an airport, something. This seems nuts. And he finds Mesmer. Now, if you recall, Mesmer is a soup who can touch people and read their minds and see their thoughts. And so he's trying to get away from Billy. And Billy tracks him down. He goes for some. It's like a scary movie situation where he ran into a bathroom, not somewhere we have an exit, <laughs> yeah. just one entrance and one exit to this bathroom. Yeah, typical, typical. Like that was a boneheaded move type situation. Yeah, but Billy finds him, starts whooping on him. Now, every time he hits him, Mesmer is getting some of his thoughts, some of his memories. Yeah, and he's seeing. Okay, he's thinking about his wife. You know, it goes to these little flashbacks, and Mesmer tells him, your, your, your missing wife? I can help you find her. Yeah. And Billy is like, kind of stops. He's silent. He, like, helps Mesmer up. And I'm thinking initially, he's like, oh, wow, maybe he's going to, like, be... Billy, okay, fine, help me find her. And right, right, and maybe this will be, like, a, a turning point. For Mesmer. For Mesmer, but also just for the whole situation in general, where it's like, okay, maybe maybe Becca's not missing, maybe Mesmer knows something and he's gonna help out. And so Billy helps him up, starts touching, it like grabs his head kind of gently at first, and you don't see what thoughts are going to his head, but clearly whatever it is, not good, not good. Mesmer's Mesmer like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't like what he's seeing, um, and then Billy repeatedly smashes his head into a sink. Yeah. And bending bones, skull, yeah. everything. It's blood everywhere. It's disgusting. Now, do you think Mesmer is dead? I think so. I mean, he probably is. You don't survive that. Probably not. Crazier things have happened. True. And he's a soup, so maybe. His power is just touching people. I don't think he has strong skin, Pause. as you could tell. <laughs> as you could tell by him being smashed in his skin is not strong his bones are not strong matter of fact they i mean kemiko broke his bone but she's strong as hell but true true. yeah i i don't think he lived through that now this next part is a um is a a very important part because mesmer's incapacitated whatever billy's now remembering the first time he meets Mallory and this is the first time we see Mallory she's been talked about mm-hmm. a few times throughout the show hasn't been mentioned in a while no um, but we see how Billy and Mallory met um, Billy takes a flashback and it goes to sometime after Becca goes missing Becca goes missing he's at his house or his apartment whatever gets a knock on the door and it's Mallory she's a CIA operative of some sort um, doesn't really make it clear what her title is but essentially tells him like hey here's some footage that i need to show you and he's like nah i'm not with it and she's like no you'll you'll want to see this somehow had gotten surveillance footage from from vaught yeah and it shows becca and homelander 
going into some room, some office somewhere, and that's all you see at first. And Mallory tells him, hey, they were in there for a long time. They were in there for a few hours. She comes out. She's looking disheveled. She has, you know, a shoe missing or whatever. She puts a shoe back on, and we assume then this is when the rape the, occurred. The rape yeah. happened. Um, you know, she's not she's not looking well. Yeah. And so uh, Mallory basically tells Billy, like, "Hey, this is what happened to your wife. I can I can help you get revenge." Yeah. And almost doing what Billy did for um, Huey. But yeah, it's it's very similar. Those yeah. parallels. Yeah. It was a very similar situation. Like, hey, something happened to your loved one. I'm the person that can help you get get back at them. I think she even used the same word. I can't remember what it is. I forget. Get get payback or something. But it's the same term that Billy uses earlier in the season, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, I like this scene a lot because um, this, this is where you see it. I think Billy was probably a pretty good dude. I would assume so. I think Billy's always been somebody who's... He's a badass, no matter a what. badass, right, yeah. exactly. But was a good person yeah and you know obviously this whole situation that happened with becca and homelander flipped a switch in him oh yeah but yeah you can see mallory there and everything's pretty i i don't like this scene also for the fact that you see what happened like you see her go in there and come out like whatever hours later all disheveled i feel so bad for her in that moment but yeah we got to see billy's turn into the to the dark side yeah it's it's a pivotal moment in this episode because you get to see what was the catalyst for essentially everything that's going on yeah um and terrible what happened for sure um so again makes me question my allegiance to homelander as my favorite (laughs) character uh but i feel also that homelander is just a much more uh, he, he has more depth to him than anybody else i feel the only person that maybe comes close is probably Billy. Yeah, I would say for sure. Um, but Homelander's just got a lot going on, and the the emotions that are evoked when Homelander's on screen they range from funny to oh my gosh, that's amazing, stressful, crazy, stressful. Yeah, you know, hatred. The scene where he gets the vault, the seven. The five together. Right. Was so freaking intense. Yes. I do want to talk about that, too. So that whole situation. The funniest part of that. There was a hilarious moment in that scene, though. They start off and Homelander's like ripping into um, into Starlight and into A-Train. And I th- he doesn't really go in on Maeve. But the one person he's like. Not you, Black Noir. Yeah. <laughs> Black Noir, you've been doing great. And yeah. it's like, we've never seen Black Noir do like anything aside from that time he was tracking down Frenchie. Yep. Like that is it. Yep. He just So it's like is this a, a gag? Is this a joke? Yeah. But he's just that's black noir. He doesn't do anything except what he's put be told. Yeah, basically. but we don't even see him do anything. Yeah, exactly. And I'm starting to even wonder, is is Black Noir even a him? Do we know? Do we know if it's a him or a her? Man, I guess you don't know at this point, right? Yeah. It's a mystery. I know. Or I don't. I don't know. Mm, I don't know, but I know. Um, um, but yeah, so they're going in here, and like the the part where Homelander was going in on Starlight, and his eyes started to glow. I thought they were going to fight. I thought it was about to be a throwdown right there. Yeah, because um, Starlight has that similar like when she gets angry, her eyes start to glow. Yeah, and like is this about to be a battle? Do you also he like says like he talks about her heart rate and stuff like that. Right. So, so obviously something's wrong, and that's when like Maeve's like, well, she got played and she's broken hearted yeah um but the whole time like he's even right when he gets him there and he brings them all up on the screen i was like i remember the first time watching it even this time watching it i'm like oh fuck like everything's just gonna change here the mood in the room's gonna change and he starts yelling at starlight and a train and then a train gets pissed off at starlight he's like you bitch like you know right oh and he recognizes too that um, he saw Huey, Huey was the one that was at Pop Claw's apartment. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I think MM as well. He's like they're both were outside of the apartment. So then he's starting to realize all this stuff, and he actually that turns him into thinking Huey's really the one who killed Pop Claw. Like it's his fault that Pop Claw's dead. Right. I mean, obviously we know A Train is the one who actually did it. Right. But, but he's kind of realizing now that some of the reason why. He, he got on that path is because of Huey. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
Um, A-Train has always just been kind of an unstable person. And even when he's holding Huey's dad's hostage, we know he's he's back on the compound. Yeah, he, or he needs some bad. Yeah, or, yeah, that's true. I don't know. It's either that he's, he's like going through withdrawal yeah. or he's back on it. Because when, when Huey's dad is there, he's like, he's acting really weird. But I want to go back to the, the, the meeting with the five really quick because Maeve stood up for Starlight here and Homelander even made a comment like, oh, wow, you usually don't do anything about anything or anybody except yourself. Yeah. So it was nice they had that kind of like little moment. And I'm wondering here if this will be a turning point for Maeve. Because although Maeve hasn't really been evil necessarily throughout the show, right. she has also been complacent in letting evil things happen. Yeah, she's she's mentally and emotionally detached to everything. Right. Because she's been through it. She's like, this is all fucking terrible. I don't care. I just want to get paid and do my thing. That's it. Right, right. Yeah. So I'm wondering if now that she's stepping up for Starlight here, is this going to be a situation where she's going to be maybe stepping up a little bit more, maybe being a better person, maybe being a not a good guy, but not as bad of a bad guy? Right. I mean, I think this helps that Starlight in an earlier episode was like, you know, I used to look up to you. I read your biography a million times about say, saving the bus. I guess that wasn't real. You know, none of it's true. And, like, really gives her, just goes in on her about it. Yeah. And I think that kind of woke Maeve up a little bit. And she's like, I, basically, she doesn't want what happened to her to happen to Starlight. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah they do have a scene where they're having, like, a, a little girl's moment alone together. and Drinking some alcohol. Yeah. Maeve's making herself a martini. Starlight asks her for one. Um, and, and they kind of connect a little bit more there. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm hoping I, that Maeve turns around a bit. I know you know what's going on yeah. after. I, I'm not gonna say either way Definitely. it goes, but I like Maeve's arc in the show for sure. Yeah. Um. So I, I do want to move on then from there to the point where um, you know the the boys are on the run. Okay. Um, after it's pretty much after this point is when. They realize, okay, A-Train's holding Huey's dad's hostage. M.M. has to call his family. Billy's apartment or whatever got, got raided. Um, because throughout this whole time, everyone's panicking, except for Billy. Yeah. Billy is just, I, I've got a mission. Yeah. You, know, I'm, I'm, you guys are worried about this and that, whatever, but I'm worried about what's going on here. And part of me is thinking here, like, okay... Like, Billy has to have some sort of redemption because he just is not, he's not a bad guy, but he's not a good guy. Right. He's selfish is really what it is. Yeah. I don't know. It's like how he compared him to Captain Jack Sparrow, though. He's always, no matter what situations he's in, he's going to figure out something. And he, I think he knows that in a way, And it, but it's only something for him. Right. Right. It's not like, oh, I'm going to something for the squad. He's like... Okay, we're put in this situation. Here's how we get Homelander now. Yeah, um, it just even when he walks into the the compound where they're all hiding, he's so nonchalant. He's intro- introducing himself to Huey's dad, goes to see Monique, right? And right, you know, it's nothing is a big deal to him. Yeah, and you know, I understand he's gone through a lot. Um, certainly at that point, more than any of the other boys, except maybe Kimiko. Yeah. Kimiko's gone through a lot. Yeah. Um, but uh, I just really hope that Billy at some point gets some sort of redemption and, and starts to be better as well because at, really at the end of the day, he's just an unsouped superhero on the other side of the spectrum. Like right. He's a good guy doing bad things while the soups are just bad guys pretending to do good things yeah it's like kind of opposite like parallels there 100 percent. yeah and it's like i i want billy to to have a turnaround yeah i don't know we'll wait till we have our next episode because there's a big like point that kind of talks to you what i think really what billy's role in the show is but we'll wait right. um yeah it he honestly he, this whole episode he's kind of pissed me off other than he did call susan right but he did he did but help he need, the family? Out. He needed MM to like really yeah get down on that, and then he's exactly. just like he doesn't tell him. He just lets them all come, and they're all getting scared because there's vans showing up. 
Right. He doesn't say anything to him, but he pisses me off because how nonchalant he is and also what he does with Starlight at the end where he just shoots her. And it's like, you're such a dickhead. Like, yeah, she obviously isn't bad. You can tell by if you just go by, you, you have her phone tapped. Right, exactly. Like any sane person would realize, okay, Starlight's not actually a bad person. No. Um, but he's just got such a, a, a thing against all soups i think he's letting his rage for homelander just think you know blindly yeah. say okay they're all bad people and the things that he's discovered about the seven obviously you know, yeah is not is not helping his situation of, in turning things around but still yeah so it um, seems like a majority of them are bad but you've got to still have a there's got to be some good ones in yeah there, you know so the other big part i felt the next biggest part of this whole episode was homelander and his whole discovery of everything going on with becca so I want to I want to go through that a little bit as well here, yeah. Um, so when he goes to Madeline and starts asking her about it, she obviously knows what's going on, right? right. And Homelander kind of picks up on that. Do you think Madeline was maybe a little jealous of the situation? Because obviously, at the point where Homelander did what he did to Becca, him and Madeline probably didn't have you know, a, the, the kind of relationship they have now. And I think that's kind of evident even at the Christmas party because... I don't think we one, see them interact. We don't. They don't interact at all. But at that point, it almost seems like the Deep is more like Madeline's little plaything. Maybe. Like she's Throughout the show, the Deep is kind of... Like, Madeline has kind of just written the Deep off. Yeah. Um, And, and I do want to touch on him because he has a little, a little story arc here as well. I freaking hate his story arc. In this really? Movie. I... Okay, so I, I I'm dis I'm disgusted by his story I'm arc. <laughs> well, but I want to talk about that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I think at that point when he did whatever he did to Becca, he was dating Maeve at the time. Yes. But he wasn't, you know, close with with Madeline when he starts asking her questions. I think it gets her just a slight bit jealous. Oh, you think so? I think so. I didn't get that vibe at all. I I think so because maybe not jealous necessarily, but. Um, she asks him, like, you know, why, why are you asking all these questions and whatever? And he's just trying to, you know, figure things out, whatever. But if, if I'm in Madeline's shoes and Homelander is, you know, my, my little boy toy or whatever and my plaything, and he starts asking about this other lady who, you know, he has obviously, I wouldn't say a romantic past with, but uh, a, a past, past with. Yeah. That's that's gonna make me feel some type of way. Maybe, her. maybe I don't know. I think she's just so controlling that I don't think she's emotionally attached to him at all. I wonder. I, I don't personally know. don't I mean. I mean, clearly he has an emotional attachment to her. One hundred percent. That very mother-like, you know, type of relationship. Um, but then this this whole path leads him to Vogelbaum, and this whole interaction was interesting as well because the way i took it it was almost like madeline is mommy vogelbaum is daddy, daddy yeah um and yeah you know, i'm clipping they, you calling vogelbaum daddy oh God. yeah <laughs> but no i think you're 100 right even there like some point like he i think homelander talks to him about like how he was treated as a kid and yeah well i mean you know by vogelbaum him basically tells him like I, I I wish you would have been, you know, had a normal upbringing, you know, with a loving mother and father, not, you know, doctors and scientists right. around. Well, he wouldn't be the Homelander we know today, I'm sure. Right. Well, and Homelander even says, you know, he's like, why well, turned out okay? You know, so at that point, I'm wondering, is Homelander just saying that to be funny and deflecting or whatever? Or does he really think he turned out okay? That's a good question. That I can't answer for Cause, you. Because on the one hand, if he's just trying to be funny and deflect, then he knows he's not a good person, a normal person or whatever. Right. But on the other hand, if he truly thinks, hey, you guys experimented on me, did all this stuff, whatever, whatever, I turned out fine. Like, then that's probably that's, even worse. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, um, and Vogelbaum even says to him, you're my greatest mistake. Right. Yeah. He, sa- he like basically says, like, as an experiment, he was a failure. Yeah. Um, which is crazy because, you know, he's their most profitable asset. He brings in the most money. He's the strongest. He's the, most he's the strongest, whatever. But I think that's why he Vogelbaum thinks he's a failure because I think when they were trying to create the soups, 
they're trying to create the soups um, to be able to control them. And they control Homelander to a degree, but I think they all kind of realize and understand that if he wanted to... If, if they don't control him, they're fucked. Well, I think, I think the they world also is. realize, like, yeah, if they... If they if he wants to, he doesn't have to listen to any of them yeah. and can do whatever he wants, um, which I, I go back to it. You know, I, we, we discussed it in a, a previous episode. It's like, why is Homelander so, you know, just nonchalant about the whole relationship with them? I mean, he listens to Madeline. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because of the relationship that they have. Yeah. But I mean, he has to know that he can do whatever he wants. If he's survived so many different things of his life and you know all these encounters and stuff he's got to know they they can't do anything to me yeah he knows it he knows he because remember he talks to Maeve about it he's like why do we listen to them yeah you know but it's like why why not just fly off the handle money and sex dude money ain't everything and you know he hasn't gotten any from Madeline that we've seen right he gets teased by her a lot. So he's, I mean, he's true, true. So he's really yeah. like, he's, that, that. he's, she's in control. She's got the power. The, the power p- of ladies. Oh, I was going to use a different word. I, I, <laughs> we're not, we were going. We're not like, we're not a clean show. We're watching the boys. This you know is what true. I mean? This is true. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, the, the, the interaction with Vogelbaum um, was interesting to me because of everything that was revealed. Uh, but then I'm also sitting there thinking, okay, if this baby, you know, died and, and Becca died and, like, if I'm Homelander, I'm hearing that, like, I'm probably a little bit pissed. Oh, yeah. And sad. Right. Yeah. Well, if if he Co- isn't a psycho and I want to rewind has emotions. I want to rewind a little bit. Let's do it. Do you think that Becca was raped? Or do you think they went in and she cheated? I I think she had to have been. I think so too. I just wanted to that does she you know they both went into the it's room. It's Homelander. Yeah, like and she was madly in love with Billy. Like they always right. seem happy. Saying, like at the in the flashback when we first see Becca, you know, and they're being playful in bed, they seem madly in love. At the Christmas party, they seem madly in love. I can't I can't imagine that she willingly right went with Homelander like maybe maybe when they were going into the room they were just discussing some business you know yeah social media campaign or whatever because she's like the social media manager and then you know whatever happened because especially when she comes out of the room she's like she does not seem well like like you know disheveled well yeah but this is the thing like in other movies or tv shows right you see somebody after a sex scene and they're disheveled like they're like, oh, they're smiling, you know, yeah. giggling, whatever. Like she's she nervous, not, yeah. yeah. Like she was disheveled, but she was like not happy. Yeah. So I, I'm. He had to have, of, of raped her. I think I so think too. I just true. had to, had to ask. I feel like the scene does give you the idea. Like you don't know which one it is. So it, it might seem that way in some regards when you're watching it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, it, the whole thing with Vogelbaum, I'm wondering too. Then moving forward, like. Are we gonna are we gonna have more secrets dropped from Vogelbaum or like other people who are involved? Because I, I I feel like I remember when they first started talking about Compound V. I think MM had said that they've been doing this since like the fifties or something. It was like real early, yeah. Like experimenting on the babies and whatnot. Yeah. So I'm, there's there's obviously a lot of history here. I don't know if they ever mention in the show like what year it is relative to our time or whatever. It would be whatever year the show is released, I bet. So let's assume it's it's 2019 or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, they basically have been doing experiments for almost 70 years. So, so do you think there's some other characters that come from that? There has to be. There has to be. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, like, are there going to be like other people like Vogelbaum that it's like they're from the early days of Vought? And the other thing, too, is like... Maybe the Madeline is getting orders from these head people of all. Like she's the the face of the company, but even she's answering. Yeah, she is doing answer too. Yeah, you know. So it's like there have to be some of those people that were like there from the beginning or the very early stages of the company that are obviously still pulling the strings and whatnot. Yeah, for sure. I bet they're. I mean, they talk about Mr. Edgar. Yeah. Um, which we haven't met yet. But I, I feel like there has to be more. 
There has to be. I'm sure. I mean, you got a show that's going to go on for what now? Four seasons. You're going to get something. Yeah. Some history. Um, so, so I do want to fast. Forward. I do like Vogelbaum. I do want to fast forward to the the end of the show. Um, when well, let's is... let's let before we get to the end, let's real quick. You can go ahead and oh, talk yes, about your the about... deep stuff here. Yeah, go ahead. I'm just gonna close okay. my ears on this one. No, so look, <laughs> I want to say I want to start off by saying that the deep. Um, while we haven't talked about him a whole whole lot on the show, I th- I still think he's a a decent character. And somebody who kind of is like a, a bit of a, um, a break from all the tension that happens. Yes. He's so the comic relief. If if we recall from the episode where the Believe event happened and um, uh, Starlight, you know, tells everybody about what happened with her in the deep without naming him. And then the episode after that where the deep makes a public apology. Yeah. He's like on the outs now. now he's right? now in Sandusky, Ohio. Right. Vaught essentially uh, reassigned him, so he's no longer in New York. He's in Sandusky, Ohio, which I've never even heard of Sandusky, Ohio. Me neither. It's you know. Sorry to the people who live in Sandusky, Ohio. If it's real, real? yeah. If it's real, I don't know. Sorry again if it is. (laughs) Um, But throughout the episode, we're getting flashes of the deep and where he's at in Ohio. Um, He is there with, I guess, like a Vaught handler, we'll say, and he has like a condo type apartment yeah and he gets like every day he gets a certain amount of money to spend on food i was like i'd live that life just fine if i'm getting 75 dollars a day if i'm getting like my housing paid for you know i'm getting whatever else on the side and then on top of that somebody's even 75 dollars a day for food oh my god life i'm living the dream obviously for the deep somebody coming from the most famous group ever like Mm -hmm. he's like whoa like what um but the deep goes and he's just here and he's asking them he's like okay well you know What's gonna happen with like my crime itinerary or whatever? And they're like, oh, we don't, we don't really have that much crime here, um, but we got an amusement park with a water park opening soon. And yeah, you know, they'd love to have you. Yeah, you know, I love it. I love too. Like this, it's just he. The deep's not smart. He doesn't really understand what's happening. No, like no, not at all. He's not picking up on the fact that they're just kind of shelving him. Yeah, essentially being like. We need to separate from you. Yeah, and everything that happened. And he's just like, I'm gonna do this, the crime here. Nope, there's no crime. By the way, no crime. I'll live there. Yeah. Um, cool. and he you know, he keeps asking this guy for something the whole time. Like, what can I be doing? He's just, dude, just sit around, spend your seventy five bucks a day. That's right. that's all you're here to do now. Right. And be the face. Make you're gonna make vault money by being the face of this water park and stuff like that. Yeah. So at one point he goes to the supermarket to get his groceries or whatever. <laughs> this part's funny. And um, he gets to the seafood section, and they have like the lobsters in the tank. And he starts talking to one of them, and he basically like is like, "Okay, I'm going to rescue you." So he asks the guy, "He's like, hey, I want one of these lobsters." Picks a lobster out, and um, he's like thinking, "Okay, well, he's going to bag them up or whatever." Which I've never bought a lobster, a live Me lobster. Yeah. So I don't know if they would do this at the store. But when the guy takes the lobster out, you know, the deep, he's just like, oh, okay, great. And then the guy pulls a knife. Out. He's like, no, 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 no. And the dude snaps right through the, the brain in the head yep. and just kills it. And this is the deep in a nutshell. Even when he tries to do something good, yeah, he fucks well, up because the dolphin. With the dolphin. Yeah. It's, he's, he's trying to do things that he thinks are going to be helpful and they're just not. Yeah. He fails at everything. Right. Right. Now, this is the other part that was disgusting, but I do want to talk about it. So the deep, he's there in Sandusky, Ohio. He's living his new life. He is a womanizer, as we know. Yeah. He brings a, a, a lady to the to the apartment at one point, and they're making out. They're getting hot and heavy. You know, he's wanting to initiate stuff, and she's a little bit more into it, I think, than he is. Yeah. And then she asks him to, like, take his shirt off, or maybe she motions for him to do so, and he's like, oh, no, I'm... I'm not like everybody else. She's like, no, I, I want to see it. <laughs> and he takes his shirt off, and he's got like gills, gills. all over. Like, and they're super realistic. They looking. are. Yeah, and it's disgusting. gross. Yeah, he, like starts touching them or whatever. And he, I think she like is like, oh, I, this is nice. Or I think he kind of gets a little bit of relief at first because he's like, well, if she sees it, she's gonna be disgusted. Then she sees he sees that she's not, and he's like, oh, oh yay, cool. yeah, cool. They get to the couch, they start moving a little more forward with stuff, and then she, like, kind of pokes him in one of the gills. He's like, oh, ouch, like, don't do that. But then she keeps doing it, and he's like, whoa, I I told you that hurts. Like, 
stop. Yeah. And she's like, no, like I want to. And then she's she's even pleasuring herself. She's, you know, doing a little rub action on herself <laughs> while getting up in his gills. Oh my god, dude, the scene. And essentially, it's almost like the the tables are being turned. Right. Yeah. Hundred percent. This is supposed to be a lesson for him. Right. So he's getting assaulted where before he was the assaulter. Yeah. Now, part of me was like, okay, you you had what was coming to you. But then the other part of me is like, like, two wrongs don't make a right. No, right. You know, so it's kind of, I'm torn here. I honestly, the only thing about it was it was gross. I hated seeing her Sound get into the gills. And the motions and so everything. So I'm going to be straight honest with everybody here. Second time around, fast forward past that part. You didn't watch it? No, I hate that scene. <laughs> I absolutely hate that scene. I knew it was coming. I was like, yep, we're scared for this one. Yeah, um, I, I watched it just because I didn't want to mess it. Well, yeah, and you had to. You, know, you didn't know it was um, coming. It was disgusting. Yeah. I mean, just the visual and the sound of that whole scene was nasty. But I also almost, almost feel bad for him. Almost. Yeah, I can. I don't I can... because I remember then what he did. Yeah. Um, and to one of the like actual good people on the show, so I immediately am like, you know what? No. But then it's like, I'm I'm weighing it through here, and I'm like, did did him getting assaulted? Was it worth it? Did it make it make right? Him less learn a lesson here. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll uh, find out later. I guess. So. Find out next time. <laughs> um. So before before we do get to the end here, okay, I want to wrap things up. Yeah, wrap it. Was, was there anything else you wanted to go over? No, I, I honestly there was the Huey and Starlight whole story, but we're we'll probably hop into that when we talk about them getting together on the bench. It was the only thing I right. had extra noted there. So with with that whole situation, um, Starlight I think is is wanting to believe that Huey's a good guy. Mm-hmm. You know, she sees him on the screen at the the meeting with the with the five and she's kind of beside herself about the situation um and then seeing how seeing how she reacts when he starts telling her like hey yes we did kill translucent whatever she's not happy no do you think she still likes him though like does she still have those romantic feelings for him I mean, at that point, I think romantic feelings might be gone at that at that exact moment. Um, there obviously is some kind of care for him because she wanted to arrest him. Right. Right. She, I think she personally thought that would be the safest route for him. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm going to take it here. You're safe with the cops, which you're probably not. But she, Definitely. she's naive and thinks that way. So, yeah, I do think there's some care okay. for him still. All right. Romantically, I don't know. Um it's a weird, weird vibe, like at this point now, because it's like they were really into each other, very much so. And at, I mean, at the beginning of the episode, we didn't touch on this, but at the beginning of the episode, they they got, got down dirty, yeah, for the first time. They had sex. You know what? They had sex. They did. Let's just, I'm, I'm just trying to. This this is not G rated podcast. The right. show is not rated G. You're absolutely. Right. They done fucked. All right. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, she even afterwards like this is great and all, but. Are you telling me all the whole truth? I met because you took me home. You took me to a hotel. Um, all and you don't talk about work, right? So he has to kind of lie still a little bit about it. So that's the big thing with her. I think is honesty. Yeah. So yeah. he does come out and be honest, but at that point, it's like, wow, there's too a lot too late. Yeah, and plus, what you did for her is pretty fucked up. Yeah. To see now when when you know he was kind of telling her about the um the fact that she's not born the way she is and that she the soups were experiments and whatever i won't lie when the red dot first went on her i thought it was homelander i thought it was vault in some way yeah i thought it was homelander like you know with his laser vision like trying to aim at her or whatever and i thought i especially because when they were arguing earlier and i thought they were gonna fight i thought this was gonna be a fight and you know this close to the season finale it probably wouldn't have been that would have been maybe something for a finale yeah it's the penultimate episode so i can see the fight okay first off i that word i don't the matrix is matrixing because i only found out what that word meant like a year ago okay (laughs) and ever since i found out about it i hear it all All the time time. yeah when you hear yeah yeah i don't know why 
Uh, but I now you know what I don't like that word. You don't like it. I don't like it. I kind of like it. It's. I think it sounds too fancy. Say first it. Off. Say it. penultimate. Oh, dude. And nice. For those of you that don't know, penultimate is yeah. second to last. Yeah. Yeah. The the one before the the end. Yeah. The end before the end. Which I you know for usually in a, in, a, in a show, things really rise up in that that episode. So right. makes sense. I thought maybe there would be a fight in this episode. There wasn't. When I first watched the show, I thought he was going to dive on Starlight and try oh, to like save her. and the blow. But not get shot, obviously. Yeah. And she'd be like, oh, my God, and he tried to help me. But no. Yeah. Instead, he runs away. Like, <laughs> Well, and you know what? Like, at he's at first, when she first gets shot and she goes down, he's, like, trying to see, like, if she's okay or whatever, and he's concerned about it or whatever. But then he ultimately just runs away with, with Billy Butcher. Yeah. Who, they, they had an argument earlier about... This whole, whole thing situation, it's like, dude, if you really like this girl, are you really gonna run away with a dude who just shot her? Yeah, I do. That whole scene pissed me off. Billy pissed me off. Huey pissed me off. Yeah, because it seemed like he just he was like, right. uh, he went back to old Huey. Like, uh, I don't know what to do. I'm yeah. making my own decisions. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like Huey the whole time has been building up to like be not the weak. You know, look how badass he was against A Train in the apartment. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And and then he just you're right. He goes back to just being old Huey. Yeah. Um. So yeah, just just very weird. Yeah. That being said, everything that happens throughout the episode is just one awesome scene after another. Yeah. One great thing after another. Um. The fact that the 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 terrorist organization has a soup. Yeah, um, that's they have a, a super villain basically. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now, now you know, and and when when Madeline was in with Susan, and she leaves, she even makes a comment. She's like, "Oh, I hope you know that's nothing serious or something." Like as Susan's leaving, right? Like, I hope everything's okay or whatever. And I, you know, I think it's because Madeline knows, like, oh well, you know, this is this is what's going on. So my my butt is saved. Yeah, you know, whatever. Um, Maybe. Maybe not. But yeah, so I think that's going to be interesting moving forward. And I'm wondering, like, are there going to be a ton more, like, bad soups? Because this is the thing, right? If the terrorists have soups, it's not like it is in America where the soups are bad people, but we just don't know it. Yeah. They're still controlled. Yeah. The terrorists are bad people and we know it. Yeah. So I I think that'll be an interesting dynamic moving forward. And I'm, I'm excited to see where that goes. Like... Is that going to be a pivot point for some of the soups that are the American soups that are bad people to maybe be like, well, now I actually have to be good. Now I actually have to do some good things here. Maybe. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, that's that's all I had here for for the episode. Um, I did want to go through a uh, a small screen scoop. Or two. Talk to me. Um, give me one second to pull my my fangs up here. Um, so, the title of this episode uh, is actually a reference to an old song. It's Casper Time, parentheses, the Self Preservation Society huh. by Quincy Jones, one of like the greatest musicians slash producers of all time. And that was in the soundtrack to The Italian Job, the original. The original, the OG. From way back. Um, The other thing, too, is that this is the title of uh, issues 31 through 34 of the comic. And um, it's funny, we were talking about Sandusky. And again, I don't know if Sandusky is real, but Eric Kripke is originally from Ohio. And so uh, probably knew. Oh well, there's you know. Let's just send him here because nothing happens. Oh, maybe he knows about the water park there because that would make sense for maybe. the deep to go to the water park. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Mallory, um, who they've only referred to as Mallory. Um, her full name is Grace Mallory. Yeah. And in the comics, Mallory is actually Greg Mallory. Oh. So a little switcheroo. Uh, yeah, interesting. I know people kind of get bent out of shape when movies or tv shows make changes like that they make a a guy a girl or vice versa or they switch you know the ethnicity of somebody as long as the main plot doesn't surround that person being a girl 
or a guy or a specific ethnicity, I don't care who is playing right. them or how they make them. Like, if it's not central to that character, I think it's more um, how well can they play that character's exactly personality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's uh, the the small screen scoops that I had here. Well done, Alex. I am excited for the season finale. I'm really hoping that we have a, a, a big event happen and uh you just are gonna have to do we in. find out find out next time on dragon ball z small screen couch commentary yeah um but yeah keep an eye out for this episode on youtube um keep an eye out for an ear out for the podcast yeah. it'll be dropping on sundays also just so everyone is aware we also have our second podcast with avatar which um, we have our two episodes out on YouTube, two episodes out on all the podcast networks. We're going to be going week to week with that. And, uh, I'm excited for where both of these shows go. Obviously we've got a lot more of the boys to get through a lot, but, uh, happy to see we're getting some more interactions with people. Thank we're you. Comments on YouTube. We're Thank getting you. Comments on Facebook. Thank you. Some of our other areas continue to do that. We want to hear from you guys and just bring you more content. We enjoy it. Absolutely. All right, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.